following program is rated MALSV. It contains strong language, sexual situations, and violence. It is intended only for mature audiences. Finally, show with the balls and call it like it is. Rated R Safety Show on Safety FM. Countdown to audio torture. The Rated R Safety Show starts in three, two, one. Ah, let the eardrum pain begin. Forget the corporate bullshit. This is the Rated R Safety Show with your host, Dr. Uh, it doesn't matter who the host is. Well, 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 is that not the truth or what? It does not matter who the host is, that is for sure. Anyways, today is Thursday, February the 17th of 2022, day 48th of the year, and only 317 days left to go. Anyways, I hope everything is off to a fantastic start, depending on where you're located inside of your neck of the woods or the beach or wherever the hell you're actually located, because that's always important. Anyways, we are broadcasting live from our Safety FM studios in Orlando, Florida, and coming across the multiverse known as Safety FM, and of course, hanging out with our friends and colleagues at that other place. Radio. Yep, we are hanging out with our friends at Radio Big as we do the things that we do. Uh, so I have, I guess I should ask the question, the all important. Um, are you going into a three day weekend or are you going into a two day weekend? I, I'm not sure. Because as the more I talk to some people, it's like, yes, I do have President's Day off. Some are like, I don't have President's Day off. So I'm just trying to figure out what's what's the gig in your neck of the woods of what is going on. So it would be great to hear to have a better understanding of so. Anyways, let's talk about what was trending in the overnight as things are making this circle of things, uh, of things that are going on. So Shailene was trending on Wednesday as Twitter users reacted to the news that actress Shailene would and quarterback Aaron Rodgers had called it quits. Uh, hashtag Gene Who uh, landed on Twitter's top 10 as trends of Netflix dropped at the act one of part three of Kanye West's new doc. Uh, social media users debated about the fizzy, mysterious, um, powerful properties of McDonald's Sprite on Wednesday. Many also um, commented on the fast food's diet, uh, diet Coke taste uh, and how it actually tastes different than other places that offer it. I don't know. I don't drink the stuff, so I would. it'd be hard for me to answer that. What was another debate that was going on? Oh, another debate that was over whether uh, Pixar animation and the uh, and the production was improved or worsened over time. The film was um, sparked by the debate of Turning Red, which is currently available on Disney+. Plus. So there you go. A lot of stuff going on inside of there. I'm sure we'll talk more about it as we are getting on through things around here because that's how it normally goes anyway so we will be talking today going over all kinds of information about what is going on inside of the world in here so here's what we're going to do we're going to talk about the news we're going to talk about safety we're going to talk about safety in the news and then we're going to bring in some professional broadcasters that will come in and talk about the different things that are going on inside of the world so there you go. You'll have some different as levels and different aspects of different things. So let's go ahead and start this off right away with our friends at Feature Story News and see what they have to say, because that is always um always important because they're going to bring it to you in the way you want to hear it. 
Here is the news on the Radio Bar Safety Show. Story News in London, I'm Laura Makin Isherwood. The UK Foreign Secretary says Western allies shouldn't be lulled into a false sense of security by Moscow's claims that it's pulling some troops back from the border with Ukraine. Liz Truss made the comments in an opinion piece in the Daily Telegraph newspaper ahead of a trip to Ukraine and Poland. The UK's Armed Forces Minister James Heapy echoed her stance, saying potential sanctions against Russia must remain on the table. We have to not only get our heads around how we would support Ukraine uh, and uh, punish Russia if there were to be a war, but also how would we support Ukraine if they were to be left in this mm. kind of noose, if you like, indefinitely. Meanwhile, rebels in a self-declared autonomous region of Ukraine have accused Kiev of shelling villages. The self-declared Luhansk People's Republic says the Ukrainian army fired at their territory four times, violating the Minsk agreement. Kiev says the separatists shot at Ukrainian forces and that they did not return fire. Stuart Smith has more. These regions are no strangers to shelling, with violence and ceasefire violations commonly reported by both sides. But as Ukraine believes Russia's looking for a pretext to invade, flare-ups now risk upsetting a delicate balance. The so-called Luhansk People's Militia says the Ukrainian army is trying to escalate the conflict on the direct orders of Kiev. Ukraine considers the separatist region funded and equipped by Russia and says Moscow is violating the Minsk agreements by supporting the rebels. The Kremlin says it was deeply concerned by the flare-up and called on Western leaders to use their influence in Kiev to prevent escalation. Stuart Smith, Moscow. India's Prime Minister Narendra Modi has offered condolences after 13 people died at a wedding in the north of the country. A group of women and children were dancing on a slab covering a well when it gave way. Several others were hospitalised after falling from the height of 15 metres. Authorities are investigating the incident. And a major summit is underway in Brussels between leaders of the European and African unions. The last time leaders met face-to-face was in 2017. Since then, the pandemic has tested relations between governments on the two continents. From Brussels, Rosie Burchard has more. All 27 EU heads of state and government are set to hold landmark talks with some 40 African Union leaders in Brussels. The EU will be pointing African countries toward a new pot of infrastructure investment funds, dubbed the bloc's Global Gateway Initiative. That's widely seen as a bid to rival China's influence on the African continent. Leaders will tackle topics from climate change to migration, but COVID-19 is likely to dominate the agenda. Some African countries, including South Africa, have criticised European nations in the past for buying up too many COVID-19 shots and blocking a patent waiver on vaccine intellectual property rights. The EU insists it's leading global efforts to vaccinate the world, having already shared more than 145 million doses with African countries. Rosie Burchard, Brussels. From bureaus worldwide, this is FSN. NBC News Radio, I'm Michael Kastner. The current Ukraine-Russia crisis is expected to dominate today's UN meeting on the last Russian crisis in Ukraine eight years ago. The UN Security Council will hold its annual meeting on the Minsk Agreement, which helped end the worst fighting between Ukrainian troops and Russian-backed separatists. The meeting comes as more than 100,000 Russian troops are deployed near Ukraine. With midterm elections looming large, Hillary Clinton is set to deliver the keynote address later today at the New York State Democratic Party Convention. Trey Thomas reports. 
Today's appearance by the former Democratic Senator, Secretary of State, and presidential nominee comes as she's responding to reports that her 2016 campaign paid operatives to try and infiltrate Trump Tower servers and servers at the White House. She tweeted this week that it's all part of a fake scandal to distract from former President Trump's real scandals. Heavy snow and strong winds are in the forecast today across a big part of the central U.S. Up to a foot could fall from the central plains to southern Michigan. The storm system will also bring high winds, sleet, and freezing rain. Parts of the Mid-South and Southeast are at risk for tornadoes. The Department of Education is approving forgiveness for over $400 million in debt owed by over 16,000 former students who say they were misled by student loans. Mark Mayfield reports. New evidence is showing institutions such as ITT Technical Institute, DeVry, and Westwood College misled students about job placement statistics and program accreditation. Federal student aid COO Richard Cordray said that when colleges and career schools put their own interests ahead of students, they will not look the other way. Roughly $2 billion in loans has been forgiven for over 100,000 borrowers. Wall Street futures are dipping before the opening bell. Michael Kastner, NBC News Radio. This show is almost as enjoyable as hearing the sound of the toilet flush. Rated R Safety Show on Safety FM. Hey, are you tired of hanging around and talking about safety in a boring kind of format? Well, I got something for you. If you haven't hung out with us yet at safetyfm.com, I'm going to encourage you to do so. Yeah, if you come out to Safety FM, you can come hang out with all kinds of safety professionals. Some are safety professionals. Some are just people that are talking about safety. But we want to do it in a format that makes it fun and entertaining. If you're kind of trying to figure out what the FM portion is, well, we're a radio station and also a podcast network. You can come out, hang out, and listen to my show, The Jay Allen Show. You can listen to Todd Conklin with the pre-accident investigation, Blaine J. Hoffman with the Safety Pro, The Hop Nerd, Sam Goodman, just to name a few on what could be found on the station. Different things for different people trying to bring safety in an entertaining form. SafetyFM.com. Go to the website, download the app, and carry it with you all day long. SafetyFM.com. We'll be waiting for you. Let's go. Storks know how to keep kids safe. Do you? What? Oh, my gosh. You don't know. <gasps> I know. You don't. <laughs> oh, man. You laugh when you're uncomfortable. <laughs> no. Making sure your child is in the right car seat is one of the steps to safer travel. I will rock this. You will rock this. To know for sure that your child is in the right car seat for their age and size, visit safercar.gov slash the right seat. Cool, cool, cool. Very cool. Very cool. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. It's important to plan ahead for emergencies. Like, like the storm. storm. When, when it kicked in, in we had we a plan. Separated. We, we were able to get in touch with each other in no time. had no idea how to find each other. The, the whole experience, experience was, was the most frightening 10 hours of my life. If, if there's, there's one piece of advice I'd offer other moms, moms out there, there, it's to stay calm and keep to the plan. Message. Some parents plan ahead. Some don't. Make sure you know where to find your family in an emergency. Start your plan at ready.gov. Brought to you by FEMA and the Ad Council. Hey, come in real close. I got something to share with you. Not everybody has a beautiful head. You know what I'm saying? Not everybody can pull off the shaved head look. Hey, I'm not digging on people. I'm just bringing it up. Some people out there are losing their hair. Now, I want to tell you about my friends at Keeps. Two out of three men will experience some form of hair loss by the time that they are 35. 
More than 50 million men in the U.S. suffer from male pattern baldness. There are only two FDA-approved medications that can prevent hair loss. Keeps offers them both. Keeps offers a simple, stress-free way to keep your hair. Convenient virtual doctor consultation and medication delivered straight to your door every three months. You don't even have to leave your home. Think about that. There's other things that you have to leave your home to be able to pick up, not with Keeps. They have low-cost treatments that start just as low as $10 per month and Keeps offers generic versions. It's discreet packaging and proven results. Now think about this for a moment. Prevention is key. Treatment can take four to five months to see results. So act fast. If you're ready to take action and prevent hair loss, go to keeps.com slash safety to receive your first month of treatment for free. That's keeps.com slash safety to get your first month for free. keeps.com slash safety. Now just remember, not everybody has such a beautiful head like mine. WWE superstar Alberto Del Rio. Take one. Behold the angry giant. Try it again, Alberto. Behold the angry giant. Perfect. Good luck tonight. Behold the angry giant. Yay! Read me another one, Dad. This is WWE superstar Alberto Del Rio. It only takes a moment to make a moment. Take time to be a dad today. Visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Listen to our host of the Rated R Safety Show. Self-implode on our airwaves, only on Safety FM. Oh yeah, I'm sure something around and around and about and all that other fun stuff is taking place. I just never know what exactly it is. Anyway, so there you go. It is currently, let's take a look. What is it? What is it? What is it? 15 minutes past the top of the hour as you and I are hanging and banging on this lovely, lovely, lovely Thursday. Anyway, so let's get here. Let's get into some new stuff because that's going to be important. We're going to talk about what is going on. Uh, the beginning of the end, CDC Director Rochelle Walensky said Wednesday the government is considering a change in its official guidance that encourages virtual, uh, virtually the entire country to wear masks everywhere. We all are. We all share the same goal uh, at the point where the COVID nineteen is no longer. Um, disrupting our daily lives at the time when it it won't be a consistent crisis rather than something that we can prevent um, protect against and treat she said uh so with cases and hospitalizations uh cases and hospitalizations that are actually going on out there she says uh what is the board going to do now that the numbers are plummeting when will that be? What will what will occur? What is the data that they need to see? Also worth noting, they are establishing a clear metric for doing this um, this very effectively. In fact, another Anthony Fauci admitted that it, that the internationally being able to move the goalposts based on what the metadata or what we should take a look at here, the data overall is actually stating. I guess that's one way to take a look at it. So there you go. A lot of interesting stuff going on inside of there. Anyways, pandemic overreaction that caused the unnecessary hospitalization closures and leading to the spike of untreatable breast and colon cancer cases. In 2019, 63% of breast cancer cases were discovered in stage one that decreased to 51% in 2020 and 41 one percent in twenty in the in the first quarter of twenty twenty one. Conservatively, the twenty twenty nine only one point nine percent of breast cancer cases were 
first discovered in stage four. By the start of 2021, the number had quadrupled. So a lot of um, a lot of uh, interesting things going on inside of there. Are as we are speaking on this lovely, lovely, lovely Thursday. Anyway, so let's continue talking about some other things that are going on inside of here. What else can we take a look at? The activist hacker that got into the back end of Give, Send, Go, the online uh, donation platform that stepped up the process of contributing to the Canadian truckers uh, after GoFundMe gave them the boot. The hacker then leaked the list of donors and their contribution in what is known as doxing the contribution. The Washington Post is reportedly contacting many of those donors, asking them to explain why they gave what they did. So I don't know. Is that something that's incredibly interesting to you i'm just asking the question and why would somebody go as far as wanting to hack that to find out exactly what people donated that's kind of a weird it's kind of a weird one is that kind of one of those shame things of oh you did this so you should be shamed i mean i don't know it's one of the it's one of those weird conversations that i guess that happened from time to time uh when it comes to, to certain things i guess anyways let's continue talking about some other stuff that is going on canada's five major banks experienced outages and went offline for hours on wednesdays for reasons for reasons fully that are not understood as of yet it happened just a day after prime minister justin trudeau said that he was using special executive powers to freeze funds of protesters without a court order one theory is that people started pulling their money for fear of being locked out of their funds even when the new york times says that trudeau needs to tone back his aggression in an editorial they know that allowing nonviolent, even um if disruptive protests is an important tool to maintaining social coherence and polarizing society so there you go meanwhile in quebec uh the canadian province of quebec has announced that they are scrapping their vaccine passports um program starting next month meanwhile in austria austria is scrapping all restrictions by march the 5th meanwhile in iceland iceland has announced all restrictions will be scrapped by next week meanwhile in switzerland sounds like a lot of meanwhiles uh will be uh, let's see. Switzerland all will end vaccine passes, mass mandates today, but will still require them to have health facilities and certain public transportation. Okay, I get it. So a lot of changes going across and you still have to start thinking that, yes, uh, it sounds like a lot of people are frustrated. So we, I get it. We get it. We understand it. We get a duh. Duh. Uh, but it's one of those things also as well is that as we take a look at this, what will happen in the long run? And do you think that a lot of this stuff was started by what was going on in Canada that kind of laid out for the rest of the world? I mean, think about it real quick. Just one of those things that it seems like they started this process in going down a path that wasn't there previously. Anyways, uh, let's continue talking. Quinn's Brown is out of jail, says that after firing shots as mayoral candidate in Louisville Monday morning, that he has been charged with four counts of wanton endangerment and one attempted murder. Brown is is an active member of the Louisville Black Lives Matter group, um, a vocal anti-gun activist. His BML pals raised $100,000 with the help of Louisville community to bail um, to bail 
to get the bail fund to pay to get him out. So interesting to see what is going on there. Again, it, it seems like I'm, I'm losing it. I'm losing it when it comes to certain things. But, man, that seems to be a little bit all over the place. Anyways, if you're interested in jumping on to the show, uh, doing some messaging and all that kind of fun stuff, all you need to do is go to callinradio.com. That is C-A-L-L-I-N-R-A-D-I-O.com. And that will get you through the message, the messaging system and all that kind of fun stuff. And we can get you moving and grooving with everything that is going on here. So there you go. Anyways, let's continue talking. Texas Attorney General has filed a suit against Biden administration to end the federal mask mandate for air travel. The suit says the mandates were um, were leveled without congressional authorities. Um, uh, authorization and the cdc did not follow the law regarding the public comment period but will that will fall failure to comply with the mass mandate can lead to criminal prosecution so it'll be interesting to see what ends up taking place inside of that one as we are speaking anyways tickets for a trip to virgin galactic space flight are now on sale to the public but there is an application process the application to fly are on the website a flight will cost you I hope you're sitting as I'm telling you this. $450,000. $450,000, including a $150,000 deposit if you're approved. And the first flight are slated to blast off by the end of the year. So $450,000. Um, so what is so what was it the, the last count that people were saying? Wasn't it somewhere close to like a 10-minute trip is really what it boiled down to? But $450,000 to do this. If you had the moolah, would it be something that you would actually consider to do? Listen at your own risk. Rated R Safety Show. Anyways, I think it's close to that time that we need to bring in Johnny Smalls and let him tell us about what's going on in the market. Here's your Market Beat Minute for Thursday, February 17th, 2022. Markets were mixed Wednesday, moving first lower on fears of inflation, then higher after the FOMC minute showed the committee ready to raise interest rates and begin shrinking its balance soon. What the minutes did not show was the possibility of two 25 basis point hikes at the March meeting, as the most recent data has suggested. While the market reacted favorably to the news, traders and investors are warned not to read too much into the minutes or the market's reaction because the stock market correction is not over yet. In other news, the retail sales figures for January were much better than expected and show sales up more than 3% over last year. The takeaway, however, is that consumer-level inflation is running at a near 10% pace year-over-year, which means the gains in sales are nothing more than price increases. The good news is that inflation is expected to tame in the second half, and that should take some of the pressure off the consumer. You can get the inside track at MarketBeatMinute.com. Okay, thank you, Johnny Smalls, for that one, letting us know what is going on right there. Uh, so let's talk about some other things that are going on inside of this world real quick. Uh, more I, Americans are identifying as LGBTQ. Uh, so more Americans are identifying as that are coming forward to identify themselves as part of the community. I have more news for you on that one. The percentage of adults who identify as lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, or something other than heterosexual is at a new high of 7.1%. That's the figure collected by Gallup and the highest percentage since the polling agencies started asking the question in 2012. The percentage of Gen Zers identifying as LGBTQ is 21%, which is nearly double that of millennials and five times Gen Xers. I'm Rory O'Neill. 
Okay, so thank you for that information. There is some news coming out there out of Gallup poll. I mean, it's always um always something interesting to hear more information of what exactly is going on. So let's talk about this portion right as well. Gas prices keep on rising. Prices at the pump keep on rising. Trey Thomas has the latest. Today's AAA station survey shows the national average price for regular is up another cent to $3.52 a gallon. Prices have been going up just about every day for nearly two weeks. Drivers are getting hit hardest in California, where the statewide average is 472 a gallon. Washington and Oregon are likely to break $4 a gallon in the next few days. I'm Trey Thomas. Uh, so with that being said, um, how limited are you currently in exactly driving around now? Are you doing that or are you holding off or what exactly is going on? That's the question to ask. Anyways, remains found for all NC uh, plane crash victims. Authorities say that the remains of all passengers on board the small plane that crashed in North Carolina coast on Sunday have been found. Trey Thomas has more information. The eight people on the plane, including four teenagers, were returning from a duck hunting trip when the plane went down near Drum Inlet. The local sheriff's office says the fuselage of the single-engine aircraft was found in about 55 feet of water. I'm Trey Thomas. So there you go, some additional information on what's going on there. Let's talk about this real quick because this actually does uh, impact quite a few of us out there. Restaurant labor crises are more complicated. Uh, take a listen to this. Restaurant owners had pinned down their labor crisis on unemployment benefits, but reports showed that um, much more complicated than what you originally had thought. So take a listen to this one. A black box snag a job survey says 30% of former restaurant employees found office positions and 17% went into teaching or education. Many have also turned to industries that are experiencing tremendous growth. Warehouse and logistics jobs are up 278% and on-demand jobs are up 183% compared to before the pandemic. Most workers are leaving the restaurant industry for these three reasons. 28% say they left to get higher pay. 23% left to get access to a more consistent schedule and income. And 17% left because they lack access to professional development and promotional opportunities. I'm Mike Bauer. Okay, so let's start talking about that. What do you think is with the change here? Do you think that this is going to be something that you're going to see impact across the board, across different sectors, different sections, and all kinds of fun stuff there? What do I mean when I say fun stuff? Let me explain. What's going to happen with all the other places that are doing things that are saying, okay, we'll give you better pay, but we're not giving you development and career opportunity in regards of becoming a better person, not a better person, but I guess really just having better education in the long run. Do you think that that's going to be where a lot of the inconsistencies occur across the industry going forward? I mean, I'll tell you something along these lines. It was mentioned earlier this week that Dollywood is now offering to pay for tuition, books, and for schooling for pe- for people to be able to go. So, I mean, I don't know. It seems like we are in the mode of change of the things that are happening out there. It'll be very interesting to see what happens next. Anyways, I think we're close enough right now. It is 29 minutes past the top of the hour. So let's get moving and grooving and let's get into our main story. 
Here is our main story on the Rated R Safety Show. So let's talk about this, and I know that we have briefly spoken about this subject matter in the past, and I think that this is going to always be an ongoing subject matter, so I think that we'll talk about it today, we'll probably talk about it again in the very, very near future, and we'll talk about it probably 20 more other times before it's all said and done. But I remember many years ago, you had probably heard of the Mental Health Day. And it was probably one of those things that the first time that you heard it, you probably went, what exactly is that? And what am I supposed to use it for? So come to find out that the Mental Health Day was exactly that. You're having some kind of issues and you need to kind of mentally disconnect from what's going on inside of your work environment. And it's amazing that that was something that was so different at the time, but has become so common throughout the years. I mean, I will tell you that the first time that I heard of a mental health day had to be at this point over a decade ago, at least it seems that way. And I was amazed to hear and understand what it was. So the why is the reason that I am bringing up the subject that we have spoken about several other times now? Well, I've ran into some interesting things and I had somebody proposed this question to me and I was just like, I'm not sure. They were telling me exactly that about something that was going on inside of their organization where there was a fatality accident, a fatality accident inside of the organization. So the driver belonged to the company. Let me, and when I say belong to the company, was employed by the company. The person who died was on the other vehicle. So, of course, the person that worked for the company was gone in regards of, you know, was healing from his wounds of the accident, very minimal in comparison to what happened to the other vehicle. But they had requested a mental health day, which I mean, you would think that after an accident, you know, you have X amount of time, depending on how the organization's laid out. Sometimes they have already preset days on how many, how long you're going to be gone um, in regards of days. We'll say days off. We'll say drug testing, all that kind of fun stuff that plays into a factor of it. But apparently this person had already passed the timeline of whatever association they were giving them, you know, grant wise in regards of how much time they would normally have. And this person in return asked for a mental health day. But after the first mental health day occurred that they had granted the person after the, the we'll say the, the small time that they were already gone, they came back and they asked for another. There was some hesitation in regards of doing it, but they did do so. And then the person came back for a third day. So, asking for the same thing. So the question came about right away of what is the right number of mental health days that you should give a person? I guess, especially if you start thinking about it consecutively, because I will tell you, I know of organizations that say, okay, we give mental health days. We give paid time off. We give, uh, we give time for you. If you're going to go donate your time to your local community. I mean, and I get those things. But what is the frequency of mental health days in the organization being okay with you granting those? So I I, I kind of have that question for you because what do you see? What do you think makes sense? 
and don't get me wrong, I understand some people will will sit back and go, well, some some of us will just take advantage of the opportunity and doing whatever the hell we can in regards of using these mental health days. I get it. But here's the problem. A mental health day is that. It's a day for you to disconnect and all of that stuff and not be so tied into what's going on at work. So the weird part becomes this. If I am enjoying my mental health day and I decide to go, well, being as where I'm located in Florida, I decide to go to a theme park or a beach and somebody who is from that work environment sees me because they're on vacation, time off, whatever. All of a sudden, is it me enjoying my mental health day or am I frowned upon because it is assumed that I am doing something else? You see where this becomes quite a conundrum? So what is the correct amount of time? And I don't, I just don't believe that you can sit back for a moment and go, well, the, the exact allotted time should be this. I just don't think you can say that. So then you have the other side of the equation, the companies that offered PTO. PTO. And so how does that normally work? Well, it's sick days, vacation time, and everything kind of tied into one. But the PTO program normally works this way. You normally just request a time off, no rhyme or reason. You just say that this is what you want, and then that's what happens. What gets strange or gets weird inside of that one is, what is the frequency that's okay? What is the frequency that's not okay? I remember the first organization that I actually worked with um, that actually did the PTO scenario. It was amazing to me. Because what they would do was you had no idea. You had no idea on what the frequency was, and they had the right to tell you now. And I will tell you that there were people that were there for 10 years that I knew that requested PTO, and they said at least half of the time they were turned down. So what is the correct approach? What is the correct number? What is the correct time that you can go every time this is what I want? I don't know. So when it comes to mental health days, what is the right number? What do you think about that? And the other side of the equation, do you even think that it's something that should be permissible inside of your organization? It's a lot of stuff to think about because normally there is some kind of trigger event that occurs that leads to that. See what I'm saying? Well, it would be kind of hard unless you're seeing some kind of caption. But you get the point. Anyways, you're listening to the Rated R Safety Show. It is currently 35 minutes past the top of the hour here on Radio Big and Safety FM. Oops. What did he just say? We at Safety FM don't always agree with the viewpoints of our hosts and guests. Now back to real safety talk on Safety FM. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to the home of real safety talk. You're listening to Safety FM. We'll be right back. If you have a claim and not sure where to turn, Coastal Claim Consultants are professionally licensed and bonded public insurance adjusters employed exclusively by you, the policyholder, to represent you after sustaining an insured loss. They assist policyholders in all aspects of processing the claim, working closely with the insured to provide the most equitable and timely settlement possible. They will provide you with comprehensive service, anything from inspecting the law site, analyzing damages, compiling claim support data, reviewing applicable coverages, assessing replacement costs of damages, and negotiating your settlement. 
The adjusters at Coastal Claim Consultants will evaluate your claim for no upfront cost whatsoever. Coastal Claim Consultants fee is based on contingency contracts and are paid when the insurance company sends you a check and it's in your possession. Coastal Claim Consultants are licensed to assist you in the following states. Florida, Texas, Oklahoma, Georgia, and South Carolina. Carolina. For more information, go to coastal-cc.com. That's coastal-cc.com. For more information, lighting the way to recovery. Coastal Claim Consultants. This is Mario Andretti. You know me as a race car driver, but I'm also a Meals on Wheels volunteer. I've raced against the sport's biggest personalities, but I've never met more vibrant, amazing people than the seniors served by Meals on Wheels. You can make a difference by dropping off a hot meal and saying a quick hello. So, America, let's do lunch. Volunteer your lunch break at americaletsdolunch.org. This message brought to you by Meals on Wheels America and the Ad Council. People been saying to your friend, get a different face. And posting on their feed, they're super ugly. The things they say to them online are cruel and they're not true. So tell your friend, I'll stand up for you. Don't worry, I know what to do. Know someone being bullied online? You can be a witness and make a difference by letting the world know it isn't cool. And by letting your friend know you care. Learn more at eyewitnessbullying.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council. These days, it can be hard to find and hire the right candidates for your small business. That's why LinkedIn Jobs made it easier to find the people that you want to talk to faster and for free. I have to tell you, even before they ever became a sponsor here on Safety FM, we have used LinkedIn Jobs to help find the people that we have here on Safety FM. It's an easy service to use. Create a free job post in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 770 million people. Focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience and use screening questions to get your role in front of only the most qualified candidates. Then use the simple tools on LinkedIn Jobs to quickly filter and prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Did you know that every week, nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash safety FM. That's linkedin.com slash safety FM to post your job for free. Terms and conditions do apply. And don't forget to mention that Jay Allen sent you.
There you go. 40 minutes past the top of the hour. This is Fix My Head by Dissident. The song's readily available on Spotify and iTunes. Okay, so there you go. Thanks to Dissidents for allowing us to play that one here on the Rated R Safety Show. That's for sure. Um, So a lot of stuff going on as we are speaking this morning. Let's continue getting you into some new stuff because that's part of the reason why you are here. So let's talk about it. A mass mandates are being lifted around the country. Students are cheering and jumping for joy. Uh, share the excitement. There is a video of a classroom in Las Vegas that they're being told that they no longer are required to wearing mask. And uh, they kind of lose it. They lose it, lose it. Take, let's Starting take- tomorrow, we don't have to wear masks anymore. <laughs> And I mean, these kids are really going for it. And the other side is that they, the majority of them don't even have masks on. But that's what's... So that's what's going on inside of that classroom. So there you go. Anyways, let's continue talking about some other things. Olympic medal count. Some people are interested in that stuff, so we'll talk about it real quick. Um, after 12 days of competition, Norway has 13 gold, 7 silver, and 8 bronze. Uh, Russia has 4 gold, 8 silver, 12 bronze. Germany has 10 gold, 6 silver, 4 bronze. U.S. has 8 gold, 7 silver, 4 bronze. And Canada has now 3 gold, 4 silver, and 11 bronze so there you go some interesting things going on over there as people are getting excited about what is going on in Beijing um, of what is happening um, over there for sure uh let's talk about this because this has actually been making the sequence of the news story so we'll talk about this real quick a Florida judge has granted a temporary injunction blocking the release of additional records related to the death investigation of Bob Saget. Saget was found dead in his hotel room in Orlando, Florida last month. The Orange County Medical Examiner Office determined that his death was accidental, most likely due to him falling backwards and striking his head. Saget's um, widow, Kelly Rizzo, and their three daughters had filed a suit on Tuesday requesting that some investigation records related to the death um, be exempt from being revealed publicly because of their graphic nature in how they portray the late actor i mean i agree i mean i agree that you don't need to hear everything about what had happened on his death that is for sure i mean just just a conversation piece for sure to have and i I mean and just think about that you have some kids that they're hearing about their dad passing away in these graphic fashions just people are not going to like that let's just be realistic on what it is so let's continue talking about some other things let's see what exactly is coming down the wire as we are talking real quick, uh, let's let's talk about this one real quick. Um, here we go. Chinatown reassembles vandalized memorial honoring a slain resident. Community members in Chinatown are reassembling a vandalized memorial that was put up this week for uh, 
Christie Street building where a woman was brutally murdered on Sunday morning. Noam Layden has more. The display honoring 35-year-old Christina Lee was vandalized sometime early Wednesday morning. Community members had stood at the very same spot this week before cameras demanding they be better protected. We deserve to be safe, not feel safe, but be safe in our city, in our home. Glass was shattered and signs that were left at the vigil site were shredded. Police unsure who took apart the memorial. No one. Layton, NBC News Radio, New York. You know, you always ask, you know, who goes out of their way to vandalize some of these things? It's just one of those weird things in life of why would you do this for something that somebody had set up? It just doesn't make a lot of sense to do so. Anyways, let me tell you the most important thing that I am going to tell you throughout the whole show. This is no lie, so I want you to know this. Let me tell you about my friends at the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. Whether you have struggled with suicide yourself or have lost a loved one, know that you're not alone. Hear about personal experiences from people in your local community whose lives have been impacted by suicide and depression. To find out more information, call 1-800-273-8255. That's 1-800-273-8255. Or text the word TALK to 741 741- 741 or you can go to their website at afsp.com that is all right i lied it's not a.com oh no it's a dot org afsp.org so there you go just some information for you as we are talking on this lovely lovely morning anyways let's get some news real quick about what we should do when it comes to being motivated i want to bring in johnny smalls with a motivation minute the motivation minute is courtesy of insurancechicken.com Today's quote has been submitted by Larry. There's an anonymous quote that says, All we have is what we do right now. That's all we'll ever have. Life is a series of moments, and you can show up authentically in more and more moments, and then you'll start to patch together a beautiful life. Now, I'm not sure who said this quote, but I love it. This moment right here, it will never happen again. Even an old TV show that you watch over and over and reruns, you can watch it again, but you'll never watch it again the same way. Each fleeting moment clicks by one second at a time. It's up to us to live in these moments and appreciate the time we're blessed with. This has been today's Motivation Minute, courtesy of InsuranceChicken.com. They're known for insurance quotes. I'm John Small. Thanks for listening. Your favorite motivational quotes can be submitted for upcoming programs at MotivationMinute.org. Your Wellness Minute is brought to you by AlessaMorgan.com. When it comes to longevity, we know the importance of healthy habits. Eating well, sleeping well, moving well, and so on. But there is one aspect that doesn't get talked about enough in relation to healthy aging. And that's consuming a high-fiber diet. A new study was published in the Journal of Gerontology. They found that consistent fiber intake significantly contributed to healthy aging, even despite high-carbohydrate intake. It doesn't mean we can just go out and have tons of carbs, but if we consume 200 grams of carbs with or without fiber, that makes a big difference. Fiber assists in the creation of short-chain fatty acids, which are correlated with appetite suppression. The study is also in line with research on blue zones, regions of the world with the highest number of people who live much longer than average. Fiber intake shows to be a major contributor to healthy aging. For additional resources, check out alessamorgan.com. 
We are now video streaming the Rated R Safety Show. I don't know why our host has a face for radio. Rated R Safety Show. Okay, there you go. 48 minutes past the top of the hour. Sounds like some fiber intake needs to be happening all across the board. Uh, so there you go. Anyways, let's continue talking about some other things that are going on inside of the world. Uh, hmm. <laughs> Maybe this is more for the other show. Maybe I'll talk about it anyways here. Did you hear about Pete Davidson back on Instagram? Pete Davidson's back on Instagram after quitting social media site on 2018. Michael Kastner has more information. There's no way that this is a new story. The comedian's new profile went up Wednesday, days after Kanye West took to the platform to blast the Saturday Night Live star with insults. Oh, I hate that. Davidson has been a target for the rapper since he started dating Kanye's estranged wife. Kim Kardashian. Oh, my bad. Davidson originally quit the site in an effort to stay away from negativity amid his struggles with mental health issues. He hasn't made any posts, but currently has more than 650,000 followers. Whoa! I'm Michael Kastner. Wow. Um, so there you go. Uh, there you go. I guess there, there, it was a legit news story. Don't know how it made it in there, but hey, there you go. Anyways, COVID great resignation started small business boom. Many of people quitting their jobs as part of the great resignation are doing so to start their own company. Mike Bowers has more information. Stephen Davis, an economist at the University of Chicago Booth School of Business said, people are looking for working arrangements that are more suitable to how they want to live their lives. And for many, that means means working for themselves. Many simply left the traditional workforce and either started doing gig work or launched their own businesses. Recruiters say the way people want to operate and the way they think is changing, and the new companies that are developing these technologies and systems facilitate that. The way these people think is totally different from past generations. What this pandemic has done is accelerated a lot of these behavioral patterns. Those recruiters say it was quite a catalyst. I'm Mike Bauer. Okay, thank you, Mike Bauer, for that one. Let's talk about some other things. No clean shirt, no problem. Chocolate and wine uh, is anything that can't do. So there you go. Scientists say that they have created an anti-micro, um, what is it? microbiome uh, lining that can wipe away body odor by using some sweet-smelling chemicals found in chocolate and wine. Researchers at the University of Tokyo say that the intention opens the door in making cloths that don't um, that don't have to get clothes that don't have to go into the washing machine after each use. The lining um, say that they come up with zaps uh, for underarm sweat and that there are gives garments that um, that nasty odor to go away. In a combination of, sil- of the silver plant, the compounds called tatinis, tatinis, that is, there are found many common foods and drinks, including tea, coffee, wine, and chocolate. The coating called AGTA um, is both cost-effective and convenient, according to the team, that would remain in the articles of clothing for 10 washes before requiring a reapplication. They are, they say that they're working on from um, working on some level of home uh, version that could continue wearing the same shirt for weeks without stinking it up. Challenge accepted. Well, I guess that could be um, do a lot for the, the people at work. If you don't mind people thinking that you have one shirt. I guess if you think about it that way, and it sounds good now, uh, what business um, clothing going to wash every time that you wear them. So that's going to be the other thing. I'll have to tell you the other interesting side about the whole thing is that there has been rumors circulating for a long period of time. And I actually finally saw it on National Geographic where even Levi's, yes, the jean maker recommends that you don't wash your jeans frequently. It says that it's better off for the jeans if you infrequently wash them. And really, they went as far as saying, uh, don't wash them at all. 
So I don't know. That's something to think about. Anyways, I watch Apple watches an Australian health insurance company says that people who wear Apple watches show a, dr- a drastic increase in physical activity. The company AIA, which um, gives the fitness tracking watches to people of its AIA vitality um, program, uh, reports that people over 50 increased their physical activity by an average of 51% while wearing the Apple Watch. The overall increase of the age group um, still is pretty impressive by 35%. AIA says that those who take on the AIA Vitality Program have the opportunity to meet the movement goals and see the payments for which the new watch shrinks, possibly by making it a wearable free. Of course, these results do raise the question on whether the extra movement was uh, thanks to the Apple Watch present or simply um, raise the question of whether whether the uh, an indicator that goes the length with people is something that, um, you know, wasn't tracking them, but they were still doing the shit anyways. Okay, so the company observed that the movement increased by 24% among the crowd of um, 30 and under and 23% of the people in the 30s and 41% of those in their 40s and more. So let's make sure that we have this clear. And what other um, vital info where they um, where they glean on tracking from their customers? Because, you know, if you're giving something out like that, there has to be more to this equation. All, all of my people, all of my Apple Watch people did did was make uh, make me show the drastic decrease in the bank account uh, because of the balance of how many people you had to get it for. And then maybe so, um, let's bet on all this. I'll still look at their phone and tell you what time it is opposed to just looking at the watch. I mean, that's that's something to think about as well. No, seriously. More sarcasm than a Mortal Kombat beatdown. Rated R Safety Show. Okay, so let's talk about some other stuff that is going on inside of the world here. Let's talk about some things that happened back on this date. And we're going to go back, back, back. Back in 1966, yes, begin, yes, (laughs) <laughs> in 1966 the beach boy began recording good vibrations begin is the operative word it took about six months for studios and fifty thousand dollars of brian wilson's own money in the for the perfect three minute three minute and nine second hit the final successful cut was pieced together for from about 90 hours of taste of tapes think about that so good so we'll play that going over to to radio big that'll be one of the first things that we'll play over there but good vibrations on how long it actually took to piece that thing together that was back in 1966 anyways let's talk about some birthdays that are going on today uh taking a look from the top sasha peterson uh is 26 megan jeff martin turns 30 ed sharon turns 31 uh paris hilton 41 Joseph Gordon-Levitt turns 41, Jason Ritter, 42, Billy Joe Armstrong, 50, Denise Richards, 51, uh, Michael Bay, 57, Michael Jordan, 59, and Jim Brown turns 86 today, just in case. Not to be confused with James Brown. Jim Brown was a pretty popular football player. I don't want anybody to be confused. Uh, So let's go. And then things that you can celebrate today if you're so inclined to do so. National Random Acts of Kindness Day. And National Cabbage Day. So there you go. National Cabbage Day. Can you do national? Can you do random kindness with cabbage? Maybe that's a whole other story to ask at a different segment. Anyway, so there you go. There's that. 55 minutes past the top of the hour. Uh, before I forget, because I did not pull it up today. There you go. Boom. If you are hanging out on the streaming platform, you're more than welcome to going over 
to Safety FM Plus to take a look at our newest book, our newest ebook, the psychology, the psychology, the psychology of sexuality. I can't speak. Um, readily available on Safety FM Plus, or you can just click on the QR code that's right there. You know, take a little snappy, snappy of the picture, and it will take you and guide you to that website and give you all of the information about the psychology of sexuality. So there you go. Just some interesting stuff that we have going on over there if you would like to take a gander. Anyways, I'll give you some whack facts real quick. On average, it costs twice as much to dine out as it does to eat at home. The crossbones of the pirate flag are human thigh bones. First of all, in snow is about only 8% water. The rest is air. In the 1850s, the Paris newspapers were printed on rubber so that they could be uh, read in the bathroom. Athens, Georgia is the home of the only double-barreled cannon ever made. And the founder of Match.com, Gary Kramen, lost his girlfriend to a man that she met on Match.com. Boy, the irony there. We at Safety FM are not responsible for what this idiot behind the microphone is saying. He is trying to be entertaining. We do our safety show. Okay, so if you need a random joke for today, here you go. I've never killed anyone, but I have to admit that I've read a lot of obituaries with pleasure. Uh, If you need a phone starter for today, I got one for you. What random act of kindness did someone do for you? If you need something for the water cooler, try this. Reportedly, only 20% of people under the age of 21 have purchased one of these. We think it's even less. What is it? It's a postage stamp. Were you thinking alcohol? Come on, tell me the truth. You know know what you were thinking. What were you thinking inside of there? Anyways, you have been listening to the Rated R Safety Show exclusively on Radio Big and SafetyFM.com. If you want to come out and hang out with me, I am moving over to radiobig.fm. Also, let me tell you real quick about this thing, what my friends have come up with, Todd Conklin and Sydney Decker, with the book of doing safety differently. So readily available now at bookstores everywhere. If you're looking for it and you want to go online, go to safetyfm.com forward slash Amazon, safetyfm.com forward slash Amazon, and that will take you directly to where the book is at. Anyways, thank you for taking a listen to what we had going on today. We can't do what we do without you, the most important part of what we have around here at Safety FM and Radio Big, and that is the listener. Safety FM is the home of real safety talk. If I can leave you with a thought for today, I would love to leave you with this one. One day your life will flash before your eyes. Make sure it was worth watching. Sometimes we tend to forget how important it is to live and not just to work. That's something to think about. Anyways, I know who you are. You know who I am. Duh. Love you, mean it, and goodbye. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are those of the host and its guest and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of the company. Examples of analysis discussed within this podcast are only examples. They should not be utilized in the real world as the only solution available as they are based only on very limited and dated open source information. Assumptions made within this analysis are not reflective of the position of the company. No part of this podcast may be reproduced, stored in a retrieval system, or transmitted in any any form or by any means, mechanical, electronic, recording, or otherwise without prior written permission of the creator of the podcast, Jay Allen.